episode 139 of the Parkrun Adventurers is here. The commitment is real. Welcome, Mel Urbacker. The commitment is real. <laughs> the commitment is real because my challenge tonight is to keep you awake, Mel, because in our preamble that we do before recording, you have struggled to stay awake. Now, I'm not sure if that's a reflection on our general banter off the podcast or if you've just had a really late night. Well, I've had a couple of really late nights actually working on something a little bit special. Oh, what have you been doing? I can't tell you, Scotty. Why not? Because it's for our adventurers. Oh, but I already know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't, we can't tell people yet, can we? Well, why not? Well, there's a few boxes we need to tick. But this year, so in previous years of us doing the podcast, we've tried to give you a Christmas present. And that's in the way of our last episode of the year. We've tried to make it. A bit longer, we've tried to bring some Christmas cheer to our listeners. This year, we've got physical gifts to give that you'll have to pay for. But <laughs> yeah, it's like buy your own <laughs> Christmas present. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the background adventurers. Yeah. So we, we're hopefully going to announce it next week. As I said, got to tick a few boxes, got to make sure some things line up. But we're both super excited. It's another one of our great ideas. It's not the hotline. It's a better than that. It's not the poem zone. It's a lot better than that. You know what, Scotty? It might have to get announced in the middle of the week between podcasts. Oh, oh so how do we do that? Pay attention to the Facebook page. Mm. Mm. So there you go. There's something exciting off the bat. In episode 139 of the Parkrun Adventurers, we're chatting to the guys from Running Challenge. We had a great chat to them already. It was a nice and long one. So we really did a deep dive on all things Running Challenges. We're going to reveal the results from the Pearlistration. We're going to draw the winner of the Tom Tom watch and we're going to figure out a way to give away a scent of books. fear. Six <laughs> books. Yeah, we might do that live because we haven't talked about that yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> but before we do all that, let's find out what Mel Urbacker got up to on Park Run Day this week. Did she survive? She's here. We can hear her. Was it a, was it a fun morning? Uh I would. I am pleased to announce, Scotty, that I appear to have broken the streak of uh, of of misadventures with my park run last weekend. It was. I was very tense the whole the whole morning. You know, it, Adam did swerve to avoid a pigeon on the way there. Um, he missed it. No damage to pigeon or car, uh, which which is great. Um, and. Everything seemed to go well. I, you know, I was super paranoid. I was thinking it's okay if something goes wrong. This is the toughest park run in Australia. What happens if somebody has a cardiac arrest? It's okay. I've done my first aid training just recently. I was on the stopwatch at the finish line with uh, a wonderful named Tracy, who's also actually a nurse. So if you're going to be at the finish line of any event and, you know, there's the potential there that somebody might have a, a heart attack, then that's pretty much a really great place to be. Um, so I thought, okay, I feel confident and comfortable about that. That's that's that base covered. Um, not that the event team don't already have all these contingency plans in place for, for emergencies and their response and that sort of thing anyway, but it's just, you know, brain was ticking into overdrive for all the things that could go wrong. Um, I'm, yeah, as I said, happy to report misadventure streak has been broken. You know what I put it down to? Um, not believing in superstition? 
<laughs> no, my fabulous costume because it was their third anniversary and it was a super theme and I decided late Friday night after several hours of procrastinating that at about 8.30 I should probably make myself a costume and I decided to go as Volunteer Girl because there is no greater hero than Volunteer Girl, uh, which involved, you know, purple and fluoro orange matching um cape and mask and boot covers I made my own boot covers Scotty like knee-high purple vinyl boot covers never done it before absolute 100% success and now I know how to do it I'm going to make boot covers in all the colors yeah you're in a very creative zone at the moment aren't you I am I'm just nailing it usually in the wee hours of the morning there was (laughs) on Friday night either so I'm not that's my new streak is be creative. I've been getting messages from you from at two AM in the morning. That does factor in a bit of the time difference we've got at the moment. So you're a hard taskmaster. I'm going to blame. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> That's great news. That's great news. Can, will it? Would it fit me? Because I'm going to an anniversary this coming Park Run Day, I and uh, I found out that it's actions and heroes, superheroes theme. Well, I mean, I could chuck it in the post for you. The, the mask and the cape will fit you. I don't know. Do you fit into a size five slash six women's <laughs> you know do, the answer they to that. do have zips down the side. You might just have to be a little bit tiptoe in in there. They might not okay, have well, yeah. calves either. You do have ma- magnificent calves. They do. Well, my strongest, my, my most attractive feature is my ankles. <laughs> might have to uh, put my thinking cap on to come up with a, uh, another idea for my anniversary. But um, I'm glad. I'm glad you uh, survived. Yes. Well, thank you. Your parkrun day. That's great. Uh, do you want to know what I did? Yeah, tell me. I was at home at Westerfolds, <laughs> oh, yeah. which was great, which is great. I'll tell you what we did. It was a little bit more exciting than a regular park run day because uh, we had Amanda Smith, who's the presenter of Radio National's Life Matters, visiting us. They're going to do a little bit of a, uh, what is it, a story on, on park run? Cool. And so we invited her out to Westerfolds to have a chat to some of our runners, tell some stories, grab some atmosphere, and uh, I think she enjoyed the morning, so she wasn't. She's not a park runner. Did she put um, in the event? No, she didn't. So she she headed off with she headed off with the tail walker. So she got to experience park run in situ as it was really happening. Um, but then she ducked back and waited for everyone to finish. So it was a bit exciting to have a real proper radio person at park run. She had a big fancy microphone and a big tape thing and awesome. Yeah, you know, it's always something a little bit out of the ordinary. And so the program is called Life Matters. Are you sure it's not Life Matters? Isn't that what I said? <laughs> well, it's it's it depends on what you put the inflection on, whether okay. or not it's life matters, as in life is, is it important, or yep. life matters, as in things in life. Mm. Well, small confession, I've never listened. Okay. But I will be. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have an answer for you on that next week, or maybe our listeners can let us know. Awesome. Uh, listened. But let's crack on, Mel, because we've got a lot. We've got the Andy and Laura coming up, and then we've got the uh, Pearlustration reveal, which is always uh, fun. So much to get through. Super excited, just like we were at the start of the week when we shared our top three things to be excited about. It's all the rage. Running challenge is what we've all been talking about. But last week... We got a little bit confused, confused about the P-index 
even though I was secretly excited that I was improving my P index, I have no idea what I was talking about. So we put dibs on the interview with the two wonderful parkrunners who came up with this little idea. And it's time to have a chat to Laura and Andy. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers. Hello. Hello. So running challenges, it's all the rage. Can we start there? Are you surprised with how popular it's been? Because I'm sure you're going to tell us that it was just a, an idea that you had in the back of your mind and it's just blown up? Or did you meticulously plan this takeover of the parkrun world? I think um, I think the, the former is uh, very much the camp that we've been in. And we've been amazed at how many people have... Um, given us so much uh, kudos and love for the love for the extension um it was it was kind of originally born out of just a little bit of fun um and to have so many people install it has been kind of crazy and it wasn't long before people from australia were emailing us about the fact that it didn't didn't do their set of challenges so um yeah we've, we've had uh, interest from all around the world practically from the start really yeah and it started um, because of the um uk tourist group which is why a lot of the ch- uh, tourist challenges are very UK-based, like the Ponties and, <laughs> and the Compass Club and <laughs> things like that. That's very cool. So uh, I, I know in Australia we've been having conversations for years, even just um, among like the event directors, about whether or not there could be um, badges added to people's profiles and things like that to, to show different um, achievements along the way. And so obviously you guys have had that idea and run with it how how did that all come about I know I know you mentioned that with the the tourism group you know was it a group thing that where people sort of said wouldn't it be good if this and then you guys went well actually we know how to do that technically so maybe we could make that happen talk us through it because I still don't really understand how it works (laughs) so I think the short answer is we just launched it onto the rest of the group and say we've done this what do you think um (laughs) The slightly longer um, answer is that Laura joined the UK Parkrun Tourist Group probably in March, about the time, just not long before we did this, actually. Uh, And she was scrolling through on Facebook one morning saying, oh, look, they've done a poll of all of the challenges that people are doing. Some of these sound really fun. And I think that's when you first heard about the Alphabet Challenge. Yeah, I was looking at the Alphabet Challenge. So I started going through my, in my head mentally, like which which ones I'd done and I mentioned it. And then Andy went off and wrote a script to scrape it from my my single page and just said, oh, here you go. Here's a list of all the ones you've done. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And that makes it easier because I think the people in the tourist group have got all kinds of manner of spreadsheets and posters that they tick them off on. Um yeah, then, so you, you wanted to know which ones you needed to complete it. Yes. And I I had been to New Zealand a few years prior to that, and um, I'd worked out by grabbing the um, the data that the, the map events page is used, um, is based on. And I knew that in that was all of the locations of all of the park runs, and I'd worked out the two furthest apart park runs because um, I wondered whether or not I was anywhere near the record if I went to uh, Christchurch and whether the Winchester was the furthest point you could get from that. And it turns out it wasn't, but um, I knew all this data was there. And I think actually, if you're interested, I think at the time it was, was it Dunedin Parkrun and one in Plymouth in the UK? So sort of like the, the tip of England and the south coast of New Zealand. But I knew all that data was there. So I was like, oh, okay, I can use that. I'm, I'm pretty handy with a, a bit of Python scripting. I can work out which are the closest ones for all the letters from our flat. So um that was kind of just like an offline thing. I just did it on my laptop and I worked out Laura's list. 
And I, mean, I think she like, posted it on Facebook and said, these are my nearest ones and I've done so many of them. Yeah, I mean, he, like he literally jumped out of bed one morning and spent half an hour doing this when he should have been getting ready for work. <laughs> but then we realised that I think for your V, it listed Victoria Park, which was in London, and yes. um, that hadn't started yet. So already there was a, there was like two errors on it because uh, <laughs> it didn't know whether the park run was active or not. So we had to think a bit more about uh, what th- what things worked and what things didn't and then we had about a, a week off work in like the end of february beginning of march and we just decided to spend a bit of time on it and andy came up with the idea of making it an extension because <clears throat> if you wanted to do it as a website you'd have to grab all the data from parkrun and the downside of that is obviously that parkrun might not be so impressed um, also, there's now, of course, a lot of more data protection law here anyway. And also, uh, Andy's made the point several times to people that all the sponsorship is on the website, so we don't actually want to get people away from the website. Um, so he came up with this idea of doing it as a Chrome extension and spent a couple of days, I think, in the holiday doing that. Yeah, so I don't know where the badges bit came from, but I think we decided it'd be quite nice to... Um to keep track of them and then we thought well maybe we've got these little shirts at the top so at the time we both had our 50 and and I had my 100 I think but Laura didn't have hers yet and uh, we thought oh we could stick some more things up here so um, the first set of things to appear were the green badges for the running challenges and that's when we went back and had a quick look at the Facebook group and said what kind of challenges are people doing and we picked a few that you could easily get the data for so it was things like if their first letter matches because that's in the list where they are that's in the list um if you look at the, the the map data and there was a few others you could do like the stopwatch bingo with the numbers and they're they're in the column so you can just sort of manipulate the data on the page and that's sort of where where it started yeah so all the all the data certainly on the initial challenges was on that single page so it was just a case of like scanning through it taking it picking out um the words and so that's why things like the, the the full ponty is there because that was one that was on the tourist group is obviously of no interest to anybody outside the uk because if you'd ever get to those three <laughs> even if you live in the uk it's probably quite a, a challenge um but yeah we we so we did that but then as andy said there were things like if a parkrun hasn't started yet what well, then what do you do so then he had to start looking into it being a bit more complicated and the, the badges themselves, um, Laura's got a little drawing tablet and I've been kind of thinking, trying to find an excuse to use it. So um, they've got that very uh, hand-drawn look about them because uh, they were, well, exactly that, just sort of freehand sketched and it kind of gave them a little bit of a, a style, I think, that we're quite, we're quite pleased with how they turned out. Oh, that's brilliant. They actually look like they're proper designed to look like that. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think they kind of yeah, then they're, they're not polished, but that's kind of almost by design. But yeah. I think the badges are actually the genius part of it because parkrunners are essentially collectors. And I'm not sure are you guys familiar with the website Smash Run? Have you no. ever heard of come across that? No. So Smash Run, they also give away badges for reaching certain milestones with your running. And I think well that that's the appeal for me. I just want to collect another badge. So I was curious to find out what part of your process did the badges come in but um you've kind of just explained that already yeah it was quite early on um and as you say it's the whole collecting thing and that's how i sort of very early on my i think my second park run was a tourist 
it was a touring park run and um quite early on i got into that whole kind of collecting park runs thing so it sort of made sense as soon as andy suggested it and things like strava.com have got badges and things and it sort of all just kind of came together the um i, I don't know quite when when you guys first cottoned on to the extension but i think it was probably a week or two later that we added the volunteer badges um now we we volunteer a lot at our local park when we're on the core team and our run directors here at Winchester, and um, I kind of felt that it was a bit of a shame that the uh, the non tourists weren't getting any love. So um, the volunteer badges came along because I, I felt that the like that we we've got a guy who volunteers every week. He's he's tail walked once, but that's his only recorded kind of event <laughs> completion at Winchester, and it's kind of a shame that his two hundred and something volunteer. Um, weeks are not um not recognized in some way so yeah it was very very soon after that we thought well we've got to get the volunteer badges on there and and the people who are sort of giving back and uh, can collect something yeah what i'd really like to be able to do because we've got the um the gold obsessive badge and things and of course if you volunteer it means you've got a week that you're not running and currently we can only make the obsessive badges based on your actual runs um and what i'd really like to do is incorporate the volunteering weeks in that as well but we can't access the dates of when you volunteered at the minute which is a shame so at the moment all we can do is volunteer badges based on the roles that you've done and how many times you've done them I like I like the idea of that that it's um the obsessive is like not missing a park run whether or not I guess you you're participating as a runner or a walker or if you're volunteering you're there either way so um it should all count I think that would be quite nice actually if milestone shirts work that way too uh, and instead of being a running shirt or a volunteering shirt it's just a it's just a milestone shirt um my favorite of all those little badges that I've collected so far apart from the volunteering ones which which are awesome but the staying alive one for the Bee Gees. <laughs> you, you, so, Andy, you actually drew that yourself. You drew that little man doing the dance with the flares on and everything. Um, so I think that one, um, I found an image on Google and sort of roughly traced it. <laughs> that is actually John Travolta. <laughs> oh, excellent. That's perfect. So good. I mean, if anyone hasn't... Um, hasn't seen it well you obviously you need to go get some more b's and g's just so that you can see that little badge because yeah it's it's a perfect classic um so you you went to the tourism group to, to look at the kinds of things that people were looking at collecting have there been any challenges that have been proposed that have like completely done your heads in when you're trying to think well can we manipulate the data to actually extract that so i think it's it's a rare week when somebody hasn't emailed in to say, I love your extension, but I've just come up with this extra challenge. Maybe you could consider it. And uh, there's only so many hours in the day and only so many um, so many meters of screen that you can scroll through if you want to <laughs> add them all on. So we're kind of trying to work out how to add uh, extra ones in sort of a manageable fashion when we sort of like open the floodgates and add some more in. But um, there have been a few suggestions which we've added in um since it started i think i think the stats have probably come in because they're more manageable and we've we've been able to put them on the page in sort of a small box at the top and they they don't need badges drawing they don't need like huge amounts of screen so it was quite easy to say sum up how many um tourist places you've you've um you've been to and things like that so and the stats were definitely easier to sort of add in there um the um 
yeah, some of the we get quite a few requests for kind of custom regions, especially, um, and for badges like groups of badges that uh, groups of park runs that happen in different places. So, like for instance, the Ponty badges are all very UK specific, and there's a few others like that, and I've, and they're not so interesting to people who are in Australia or South Africa, which is I think the two main areas that use the Chrome extension outside the UK. Um, and so one of the things we'd like to do, but obviously it depends on having time and working it out, is being able to filter out badges and challenges um, by default for specific countries or, you know, just being able to kind of manipulate a bit more what gets displayed on your page by default, because otherwise everybody's going to end up with phenomenal numbers of challenges, that most of which they can't do. And I think probably the, the key to, or maybe the halfway house to doing that is... Um to enable people to come up with their own groups. And it's just a private list because a lot of people are keeping track of how much they've done in the old ceremonial county of Yorkshire or something like that, which is which is impossible to work out from the list of parkrun names because um, whether or not it gets included in a geographical region depends on like which dates you're counting that geographical region for. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if we can get sort of sort of a custom list that you could have for yourself and just so you're ticking them off and you can see which one you want to go and do next that one that might be the easiest way to to not it's not polluting everyone's page but you know if you have to put it on everyone's or no one's it's it's kind of a bit all or nothing and it's it's like a make your own adventure um yeah (laughs) option i like it i know um the parkrun technical gurus would be very happy with you because you have created this as an extension so you're not doing all that scraping of the results and every week that we know goes on have the um the big head honchos reached out to you from parkrun have you had a discussion with ian rutson or anything like that i think um we haven't had uh sort of any sort of official communication we the, the facebook post we've, we put up originally to say we've, we've done this thing what do you think and I think um, Paul Sinton Hewitt liked it. Tom oh my Williams God, I was liked it. so excited. <laughs> so I think there's kind of been some, um, not and explicit, but just kind of, they, they've they've sort of ticked a box and we kind of felt it was kind of happy to let it slide if, if that's what they were doing or whatever. Yeah. And then I think there was a tweet by um, yeah Tom Williams again, uh, basically saying that... Um, he was he was doing one of the challenges or he was having a competition with somebody else to complete the stopwatch challenge or something so they seemed to just accept it as a thing and it just suddenly became a thing that everybody knew about and was kind of expected to to know about and then i don't know if you know uh, if if you would have seen the communication but in the parkrun uk newsletter a few weeks ago they they basically did a compass club uh list and I, I know it's not your compass club, but it was it was it a compass club, either. and it wasn't ours either. It was sort of some <laughs> halfway house of it had to begin with west or east, which is not quite our rule either. Um, so it's it's sort of pervaded everyone now. It's sort of it's in official communications, although it's not really been officially acknowledged. I guess. Yeah, endorsed on social media. I mean, come on, that's that's yeah. the highest level of endorsement, isn't it? Really, <laughs> it is very cool when you see people on Twitter share screenshots of the badges well we'll have to start doing that i mean i think it's probably of all the topics that we keep coming back to um various there's just so many different um 
challenges and things like that in there that you could have conversations about and especially for parkrun adventurers who who love traveling around and as as scotty mentioned collecting things you know it's just opened up a whole new world of oh i didn't know that existed oh i would like to start chasing that down sort of thing so um how do do you know how many people have downloaded annex and installed it so the Chrome and now the Firefox web stores um, do give you as a as an admin some insight into how many installs there have been in total and how many uninstalls, which is sort of an interesting uh, number in and of itself. Um, they also give you a number to say like active weekly users, and we're not quite sure what the difference between the two is, but we know that about 6,000 people have installed the Chrome extension over the years, and we think there's probably about... 5,500 or something active installs, which I think just means Chrome has been used and it's checked for updates for the plugin. Um, but sort of of those 6,000, which is an amazing number, to be quite honest, yeah. um, just under 80% of them are in the UK because it will it will split it down by region for you as well. 14% um, of them were in Australia and 6% in South Africa. So that's sort of our, our global reach at the moment. <laughs> Get ready for that to explode after this interview <laughs> for the Australian contingent. Can we do a bit of a deep dive into some of the uh, contentious challenges there? One being the P-index that um, is a complete mystery to me and Mel. Can you explain it to us? And Can you, can you put a clear definition to the P-index? And us? also where the name came from. Oh, the P oh I, think, I think the name is just the Parkrun Index. I don't think the P stands for anything, but no. I tried to think last night and I'd... It'd no, been I think lost. it was just P and uh, Parkrun Index. So, so Mel got it pretty close last week when she was describing it, and that was um, it's basically how many Parkruns have you done that many times? So, if you've done um, six different Parkruns and you've been to each one at least six times, you've got a six. But if you've only been to a couple of Parkruns like hundreds of times and all the rest are ones, then it's only two because you've only got two parkruns you've done at least two times you would need to get one of the other ones up to three and then you've got three parkruns that you've done three times so the idea is you go to your first parkrun you've got a p index of one but to get to the next get it up to two you've got to have two park two different parkruns that you've done twice each so you've got to have done a total of four parkruns so it gets harder and harder to to make that seven into an eight in your case in your case scotty it gets harder but i think you're not far off in my <laughs> As it goes on, I, I'm an I'm a visual person. I think I need to see like a pyramid, and if at the top of the pyramid you've only done one event one time, then your p index would be one. If you've done two events two times, your p index would be two. Does, is that like how it would work? Yes. Yeah. So I think the easiest place to look at it is not currently on our extension, but if you um sort of on your on your normal page and you go just below all of our badges, um, it says view all stats for park runs. Uh, view all stats of all parkruns by this parkrunner um, and your event summary page uh, table. So at the top is the one that you've done the most. So in your case, Mel, it's Kiwana. They're 68 runs. And then the second one, uh, I've Noosa. got it in front of me, Noosa at five. And you can see that the top three parkruns you've done at least three times, but the fourth one is only at two. So you have to get those top four up to four for your, your P index to go up. So it looks like you'll be going back to one of uh, Golden Beach, Harvey Bay, what is it, Wondai, South Bank, 
Central Lakes or Main Beach. You need to go to one of those twice more to get your P index up to four. Well, I need to go to four of them twice more, don't I? No, because the the top ones, you've already done more than four times. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my my P index is at two because I've done quite a bit of touring, touristing, but other than that, I've mostly been at Winchester. So so I've got an awful lot of ones. Yeah. That, and if you that makes sense. So are there any plans to do a volunteer P index, for example? So um, I was speaking to Tim. So I don't know do, you know. do you know Tim who did the tourist tool? Tim Glover Pultney? No, but we use the tourist tool actually at, like at work, at Parkrun for work. We use the tourist tool to, um, to, to <laughs> awesome. figure out um, – actually like where events are, what their closest events are when we get initial inquiries. So we can see, um, okay, well, you've got two events close to you kind of thing. You know, have you been to these ones? And yeah, it's, um, we, we used it at work. It's so funny because of course, it's a visual thing really, isn't it? Yeah. So Tim is a friend of ours. He, he lives in Winchester as well. And he's another one of the run directors. Uh, he was actually event director of Winchester for a while, but he's, recently. he now runs the juniors event, which is uh, also in Winchester, but not at the same place. Um, but yes, yeah, so Tim um, has been adding a few extra features to his tool recently, to the tourist tool. And I think it has a volunteer tourist tool yes. um, checkbox now. So you can say, which ones have I not volunteered at? Um, but that information isn't on the website. It's only in the database, which he's he's got access to. And that's how that website works. So we don't actually see any of that information. So we can't get it where your volunteers were, or even or as we said earlier, we can't see which dates your volunteers were. So they're not listed on the on the page. So we don't, we, we can't get at them. Gotcha. I did wonder how the, because if you enter in your athlete ID into the tourist tool, you can you can select your nearest event not yet volunteered at. So it's like your Nenvi, <laughs> not <Yeah>. volunteered yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, well, that's really interesting. Wilson Index. That's a very, very popular one and one that's a little <laughs> bit more easy to understand. That's Danny's fault, that one. That's Danny's fault. Yeah, that is Danny's. <laughs> well, why is it not named Norman? Why is it not the Norman Index? Because I think Danny was chatting with um, Mr. Wilson because yeah. he, he's often referring to Mr. Wilson's wife of, of the Index fame now. But uh, I think he was talking to the Mr. Wilson and he, I, I don't know if he was down the pub or at a park run or something, but he was basically saying, I've worked something out. And I've got this index for me of such and such. And um, I think he might have mentioned that on the podcast. And I thought, well, it's quite easy to we add. can work that out. That's all the information's on the page. So uh, we thought we'd add that as a stat. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what the Wilson index is, <laughs> I guess it's the next question. Um, so it's to do with the event number of the park runs that you, you attended. So this unfortunately means to get off the mark. So everyone's on zero sort of by default because it depends on which park runs you've been to, not just that you've been to a park run. So you have to go to an inaugural park run to get a one. And in the UK, that's quite a contentious thing. Um, but I, I think maybe in Australia, it's not quite so bad. You don't get quite the influx of people to overwhelm a new park run by the sounds of it. But um, yeah, so you have to go to inaugural park run. Then you've got an event number of one on your list. And then you have to search around and find a two um, that and might be going on. And there's no obvious way to do that. So it's kind of luck partly as well. Well, that's what I was going um, to ask um, that you've reminded me now my question. 
is are, are there plans to um, do a Wilson Index extension whereby you can uh, tell people like what 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 numbers are missing for like the first twenty, for example, if if they're not up to twenty. Yeah, so I think from our point of view, we could we could tell you where your your gaps are in maybe the next few numbers or something like that. Um, but I, I did hear that somebody else has done a website that that sort of brings together all of the next event numbers for all of the park runs, um, because that's also not available in a very handy place on the park run website itself. I think you have to go to every event to see what their current event results are at and to see what the next one is. Um, so. From an extension point of view, I think we'd have to go to all, whatever it is, 1,500 plus website pages to see which ones they were all at and then work it out, which I don't think is very practical. And it's certainly not something we want to do in the extension. Um, but maybe uh, if this other person's website is is keeping a list, we could, we could go and grab that and see what the next numbers are to kind of tell you which park runs might be coming up that would meet your criteria to get the next number. But yeah, it, it's a sort of a balancing act between what the Parkrun website has on it and what it doesn't have on it. And if it doesn't have it on, can we work it out in a sensible, maybe just looking at one web page? But we're, we're not going to do something where we have to look at hundreds and hundreds of pages because it, we don't want to be accused of that scraping. Yeah, <laughs> that and bad swamp, word. Swamp, the web, web, swamp the website, but also it would take ages for the extension to load. Let's Let's go to the Compass Club. So in Australia, it's different. Now, currently, I'm a member of the Compass Club, which I'm very happy about. But Mel is very passionate about her Compass Club and our Compass Club here in Australia. Is this going to be a possibility for you to implement this, or are we just going to have to um, deal with the northwest, east? Yeah, so it sort of comes back to the, what I was saying before about the filtering on countries. Um, so being able to pick out which the which compass club is relevant to you depending on what country you're in um and at the moment we can't do that so that kind of limits us other than putting everybody's compass club on everyone's pages however <laughs> one one idea we have had is um so at the moment you get your badges at the top and then you get some uh, flags below and each time you go to a new country we just we give you a flag and that's quite nice to see see where you've touristed and uh, had a little adventure um, to foreign shores. Um, but we were wondering whether or not we could do something with those flags. So um, if underneath each of those flags, there was a little cluster of adornments that you could get, a bit like the stars that we put on the, the volunteer badges. So we could give you a navigator badge for each country. And it wouldn't be sort of like one in the big long list as a as a big green green badge at the top, perhaps. But your your flag could say, "I'm a nav- I'm an Australian navigator, or I'm a Polish navigator, or, or any one of those things." And um, I think actually it's relatively straightforward for us to work out. So we have the list of or the data that says where every parkrun is, which region is it in, so which country, or if your country has sub-regions, which one it's in. Um, and it has all the locations. So it's quite easy for the the, uh, the extension to scan through and find out which one has the the latitude that's the highest. So that'll get you the north one and which one has the, the lowest and then the, the longitude for the east-west. So I think in terms of what the, the maintenance on the, the extension to find those park runs out is actually quite small because it works it out it would do it every time you loaded the page so that would be that would give you the uh the ability to wipe your your navigator out yes. next time you reloaded the page which is currently what happens with the region air if uh, if a new one starts up so 
we aren't curating that list. It's working it out from the data. So, um, yeah, so that would be all right. It's just how to present it on the page, isn't it? Yeah. So unfortunately, I think it got a lot harder for us to rename our club once the Parkrun UK put out their, eh, their newsletter nah. and said the Compass Club. No, nah, um, I think it'd be fine. <laughs> so we might have to tread a fine line, but I think we could definitely do something that gave you, that, that indicated you were a navigator. Uh, if, if, if that would uh, sort of well, fulfill your criteria. The badge would have to be a little compass with the north, south, east and west on it, obviously. Um, yeah. But I would then know that I've made it in the parkrun world if I had a compass club badge on the Chrome on the yes. extension. That's, you know, I think I could almost retire from parkrun happy uh, if that were a legacy. You just have to remember to take a quick screenshot in case anything well, changes. Well, that's the, the thing, week. yeah. Is, is there a way to just, um, because this is something that we've added as an addendum to our rule after so many people had so many compass points wiped out, that if you, in Australia, if you qualify as a navigator uh, in the compass club, you you would have those four events set in stone for you. You become a navigator. You don't have to keep chasing them to like maintain the status as such. You just become a navigator because you, at one point in time, it can be frozen. Um, you know, you achieve that status and you don't get stripped of your badge just because somebody launches another event for another community that really needs one. I guess that's sort of more a difficult in thing. Yeah. I mean, in principle, there's no reason why you couldn't carry on saying that you were a navigator um, in this context, but the uh, Chrome extension can't retain that information because it's doing it based on what's on your page. So it's currently what the, um, so I, as I said a few moments ago, if you refresh the page, it, it calculates them all again. So if you haven't um done the the, the the brand new park run that's just started down the road and you you suddenly lost your uh, queensland um entire region then um it, it doesn't know that you had it last week if you see what i mean so the extension has all of its data within the browser um it's not like we have a a log on to a website and a server in the back end that's calculated your progress throughout the years and has said oh you gained this badge then and then you lost it and then you regained it so I think that's probably far more work than we we want to be sort of involved with, sort of maintaining that. But the nice thing about the extension is it's sort of, it's all there. It's just in your browser. It loads it. It works it out. But at the same time, that means that things like uh, your Compass Club and the Regionaires can change and drift from week to week and... Um, people that, can be annoyed about that <laughs> yeah and that's one of the biggest questions we get is um people who've say they've gone to france and they've done a park run in france and then the france park run has shut and they had a french flag and now they don't or they never you know they expected to have a french flag and they don't have it on their page um and andy has spent many hours trying to work out how to do this sort of retrospectively based on your list of park runs done but the list doesn't necessarily show you which country it was in and oh the he's still kind of looking at it but um it's not that easy to capture that information uh, without storing it and we don't want to start storing data you guys obviously love parkrun can we hear a little bit about your parkrun story i mean tell us about winchester and tell us about what you guys love about parkrun so far oh uh, i started parkrun uh january 2016 2015 and checked some stats for us first um b 
because I heard Paul Sinton Hewitt interviewed uh, the summer before on the radio and I thought that sounded kind of interesting, but it didn't like motivate me at that point. But then I heard another article about it on the radio in uh, the Christmas, I think, and mentioned it to my friend and she said she'd been. So I was like, oh, okay. So I went one week in the beginning of January and then somehow I I think I was supposed to be going to my friend's house and she said, oh, we've got a parkrun here. And so after that, I then started this whole collecting parkruns thing and I happened to be going to uh, North Carolina um, on holiday a few weeks later. So I found the one there and went to that one. And at the time, I uh, when we were in North Carolina, we met a guy from Stockport in the UK who had been on business in Atlanta and had driven eight hours overnight just to get to the park run that we were running in North Carolina to do the park run, then turn around and then go back to Atlanta to catch his flight home. And at the time I was like, oh, that's <laughs> crazy. Why would anybody do that? <laughs> and then Later, about two months later, I was going to Sicily with my parents and discovered they'd just started a park run there in Palermo. And I went to great lengths to organise for the three of us to go and stay up in Palermo overnight on the Friday night so that we could do that, so that I could do the park run on Saturday morning. And I think at that point, I kind of accepted that I was maybe a bit hooked on it. It wasn't even a badge, you just doing no. it because you... You can't go to Italy and not do a park run. And, um, Seriously. Like, who are the, who are those people yeah. that do that? Well, you, you met Danny there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and that's where I met Danny, actually. He was at that same uh, Sicily park run. And um, I started uh, a little before that in, well, like a whole month or two, in November 2014. Um, and I, I hadn't been badgered for a while, but a few people at work was, were kind of saying, oh, you should come, you do you do some cycling. Why don't you give running a go? Cause I'd never run before I started doing parkrun. Um, I've done mountain biking quite a bit and done some long, long treks on that. Um, but they were saying, Oh, why don't you come along? And I was like, nah, don't, don't fancy that. And then I happened to be up. Um, wait, it's, it's this time of year. It's uh, there's a, an event called Kendall mountain festival up in the Lake district in the UK. And they have lots of talks about um, climbing and, uh, being in the outdoors, skiing, that kind of thing. Uh, and I snowboarded. Uh, I, I do snowboard. Um, and so I was kind of interested to see what was there. But I was mainly going up with my friends who were going up. And um, running was not on the agenda. <laughs> but we were staying at my friends Anna and Gav's house. And uh, Anna was like, anyone want to do parkrun in the morning? And I was like, well, I haven't got any sessions planned to go to this little festival. So um, I'll come along. But I don't have any shoes. I've just got these sort of like fashion trainers and I haven't got any shorts so I borrowed my friend Gav's shorts and his shoes his running shoes and then uh, we went off to do the the one at Windermere uh, Lake Windermere so Fellfoot Parkrun so that was my first parkrun it wasn't even it wasn't even my home parkrun so I registered that Friday night and uh, went off there and um, yeah I don't think Anna was very impressed because I set off at the start not really knowing what I was doing I was in a in a hoodie and a hat because I felt cold and didn't know I was going to get quite warm. And um, I finished and Anna was a bit miffed that I I came before her because <laughs> she was still struggling around. It was quite um, muddy, I think, wasn't it? It was, it was not a very nice day, but um, I was I had to walk a few times, but I got around and then I was like, well, next week I'm going to do it without stopping. And so I went started going to ah, Winchester So you did get week. hooked straight away then. Um, I, I think I did. Yeah, it was it was can I do it without walking? And then can I dip under 25 minutes? I think that kept me going for the first. Oh, God, can first I dip under 25 two? minutes in the first month? Um, I'm, my PB, which I set 
five years ago, still up in the middle 30s. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm not motivated by times. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I initially started off by doing every other week. I kind of had this thing that I was going to get fit and go every other week. Um, I wouldn't do any more than that because that would just be unsustainable. And then I got to kind of, uh, well, doing all this traveling and stuff. I ended up going every week then. And then I overdid it by doing a bit a bit much running during the week in between times. And so then I actually didn't run for about a year because I sort of had shin splints, but I think it was kind of muscle problems. And um, so I did an awful lot of volunteering then. So that's how I got into volunteering. And I did tail walking before it was called tail walking. <laughs> um, and yes, uh, and that's how I got to know the core team then. Um, and I think, well, I met Andy through Parkrun. Um, and we both were doing volunteering and I think we got asked to do the run report. Um, so in that sum, and I can't remember which sum it was, was it 2016? Um, the, uh, the vo volunteer coordinator at Winchester said, um, I hear you've done some writing before, or you might do some writing at work. So Tim had sort of scouted us out, I think, um, cause he was event director at the time. Uh, and he said, um, give them a go. So Laura and I sort of alternated week by week writing the room report so we we definitely got most of the way towards our 25 purple t-shirt um, via doing the room report but then we sort of got onto the main core team and it wasn't long before I was asked if if I fancied doing a bit of run directing uh, so I did that first and then we sort of started doing it as a pair then because it's a it can get quite busy on a morning and it's quite nice to have a, a yeah. sort of a two-hander with a separate pair of hands so yeah, we've we've done a lot of volunteering since. Awesome. We we love to hear people falling in love with parkrun and then of course falling in love with volunteering because I think the two definitely go hand <laughs> in hand. The um you've created this amazing Chrome extension with all the badges. I mean, a little bit out of interest for yourselves to see where you're at with certain things, but has it motivated each of you to to do different things and to go different places in pursuit of the, the challenges that, you know, have been created there? So I think, well, it's probably true of any parkrun adventure is you go on holiday and you work out where the next one is. Um, I think uh, at the moment we're, we're sort of, we haven't been to as many far away, but we've kind of done them in our local county. Um, it was definitely before the badges, but I went to New Zealand in 2016 in December and Basically, my route through the country in my little camper van was dictated by where the park runs were. <laughs> I had three weeks and nothing to, nothing really planned to do. So um, I, I said, well, I've got two Saturdays and I've got all of these extra days. So at the time, there were 10 park runs. So I ended up freedom running the other eight and running two official on the Saturday. So at the time, I'd run all of the courses of the park runs in New Zealand, <laughs> which was kind of fun. Um, and that's not even a challenge. And that wasn't even one of the... Uh, was, there was no extension then, but... Um, I think at the moment Laura's trying to get her P index up, so we've been uh, repeating a few. Yeah, and uh, we'll probably go a bit further afield when we can. But um, and we went to Jersey earlier this year, so we could get our J for the alphabet. Yeah, that was def that was definitely um, extension related. Yeah, though it, apparently there's a there's another J somewhere on the mainland UK now. So all those people <laughs> who had to go to Jersey are now going to miss out on the delights of the island of Jersey because they're just going to. I think it's near London or something, but it's, oh. it's not going to be as fun, that is it? <laughs> it's like it's like the Tasmanian trip. Yes, it's, well, it's that's, that's just one. for the lazy yes. um, alphabeteers <laughs> if they don't want to head to the to the further yes. distances. But you know, 
The new J might be uh, a little gem as well. I'm going to thank you both on behalf of all of the parkrun adventurers in Australia and the world for creating this Chrome extension. It has just blown the minds of so many people and I know, you know, you just send the link and it's like, oh, hey, have you have you looked up your thing through this? You should do it. And I, I just know so many parkrunners who are just like, oh, my God. And then I'll get texts or phone calls late at night going, hey, what, what are you up to on this kind of thing where somebody has sat down after dinner and they're just reviewing where their whole family is at. Um, I wish there was a Chrome extension that could – suck all my um, hashtags from that I use for my son when I do activities with my son because that way I would know where he's been and done all those sorts of things. I'm not quite to the level yet of doing it manually, um, maybe one day, but I think I'll just wait until he registers. And thank you both very much for joining us on the podcast this week and letting us pick your brains and understand things such as the P index. <laughs> I don't know if we made it more clear or less clear, but uh, well, thank you very I, Scotty, much. Scotty is claiming to understand it better now, so I get it now. I get it. Now. <laughs> I, I think I get it. All right, next week I'm going to ask you to explain it to somebody new and see if it makes any sense. Then, yeah, I probably would have forgotten by next week, but it's crystal clear right now. So thanks, thanks very much for coming on the pod this week. It was awesome. Thank you for having us, and thanks to everyone for being so enthusiastic and for all the emails. Our Channel 5 news crew must have known that we had a jam-packed episode because we didn't get any roving reports this week. So we can head straight into the 2018 Parkrun Adventurers Pearlistration results. Mel, I've got it up in front of me. I'm hiding the results from you. So we're going to go through them. This is something we do every year. And uh, you and I, we, we like it. We like to find out what our listeners think of us <laughs> well, and where you know, it, from. it comes with its certain level of trepidation when we send it out you know do we click that button and really put our egos on the line but we decided that um we've survived the last couple of years so year three we can do this so the first question we asked this year was where is your home park run this is something that we've done every year and remember a few episodes back i made that comment about the black hole of our um, audience of our listeners, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, and I, and I corrected it the week later when I looked at the download figures. And um, I've been proven wrong once again because while they're not um, our most prolific state for listeners, New South Wales comes in second with twenty four percent. Go New South Wales, trailing the greatest state, and. <laughs> If we so that's Victoria, uh, way out ahead on thirty percent of our listeners come from the greater state. But if we track it, Mel, if we go back to the first illustration, mm -hmm. um, Queen, Queensland were well represented, so they're going backwards. What does that say? We're losing the Queenslanders, or we're gaining? Well, who knows if we're actually losing? Yeah, it's hard to know. We might be maintaining the Queenslanders, and then just you know coming up strong with you know because we we did do a bit of a concerted focus on New South Wales for a little while there because we felt like we were neglecting them, and maybe that's why they weren't listening a long time ago, which is probably where this black hole idea originated from for you and, and you just hadn't like updated your info I guess over time um, but also you know like how how are we doing internationally 
Yeah, the internationals are growing. So we're sitting on 11.5%. Wow. Yeah, if we go back to one, it was, was much lower. The, the, these are the listeners who've completed the Pearl Illustration. So that doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't. Uh, it doesn't, but I think it's a good snapshot. We're, we're using it as a uh, accurate sample size. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yep. Um, we have a very experienced bunch of park runners, which I'm not surprised because if you if you invested enough in a park run podcast, then you've obviously done a few, and that's true. So over fifty percent of our park runners have done at least a hundred park runs. Ten uh, percent have got their green two fifty shirts, Ooh. which cool. is an impressive figure. We don't have anybody who's listening to the podcast who's never been to a park run. So your mum and my mum, I guess you know they've they've been. To volunteer as such. Oh, well, maybe they didn't fill it out. That hurts. <laughs> or maybe maybe they were just too embarrassed to answer. Could you – no, nobody did, – did anybody skip? Like, could you skip this question? Um, nobody skipped this question. Okay, cool. There you go. There you go. Question three. This is the one we're really interested in. And this is the one that we probably overanalyze uh, more than I should anyway. And this is where we ask you to rate our segments our so-called segments. And this year we included our banter, which we do every year, the hotline, the roving reports, uh, our guest interviews, and the madness quiz, because I wanted to get a feel of the room on how the madness quiz is being received, because Mel, you and I love it. We love doing it. We um, we did it at Palm this year because... Live. We, we just thought that was the most fun thing we do. Um, so should I go to that first? Yes, let's, let's go to that first. Look, the positive thing to report is that even the hotline, there were more people in favour of it, giving us an awesome ranking, than there were giving it a meh ranking. Okay. Um, but to give you, a, to give you a, a sort of a baseline, the hotline took did take a beating. So that was sitting at a 57-43 Yeah, uh, See, we knew that, which is why we let the hotline go. Yeah, we did. Um, but the madness doesn't fare much better either, sitting at a 69-31 split. Oh. Okay. So we might have to rethink uh, the madness or, or not. Or do we just look at the uh, 69% who love it? I don't know. It's it's one of those hard sort of things, isn't it? I mean, maybe those people who are like, meh, don't like quizzes. Maybe they're just not quiz people. Maybe it's not necessarily yeah. our quiz they have a problem with so much as quizzes in general. Um, and the, the other ones, the banter, raving reports, guest interviews, everybody loves them, which is great and which is which is really interesting and it's a conversation uh, we had on Twitter is that our banter performed really well. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, yeah, so 94% went with the awesome response as opposed to the six miserable percent of people who said nah. Well, what are those people listening to us for anyway? <laughs> but that was the curiosity around the first time we did this because our banter didn't fare that well. Yeah. But now it's the um, it's what people want. I think it's because they've got to know us, maybe, so they feel like, um, yeah, our banter's not so annoying when you know the people. <laughs> okay. um, the next question we asked was, do we want to see any of the segments return? Um, and we asked about Club Corner, the ED interviews. I hopefully included the Poem Zone. And the other one I – we added in there was the the news. But didn't we also have like a, a random a random one where people could tell us something else that they wanted to yes. come back? Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. I'm getting to that. Sorry. Yep. So positive response for the ED interviews. So 73% of people want to see them coming back. 
So it's a fair chance we'll probably be slipping them In more back into the rotation next cool. year. Yep. Um, the Poem Zone. This was a favourite <laughs> of yours. How did that one go? Well, you know, it was only a favourite because I love the name, The Poem Zone. And yeah. the jingle. Yeah, oh, the like, you jingle. Do love the Should jingle. we play it again? Just, no. 11%. Wanted it to come back and then everybody else was like, no. Nah. Okay. Yep. No. And so the others, not much better. Club Corner was just sitting below 50. Um, oh, the news was just above 52. So we might have to have a think about bringing the news back, Mel. That was your labour of love. So. <laughs> Focusing <laughs> on the uh, word labour in that sentence. Um, it yeah. was no, It was good fun. It was just one of those things that um, kind of fell by the wayside as time became more limited. Um, but you're right. We did uh, we did ask for others. So if there was anything that we didn't mention that you wanted to see back, and have a guess what people want back, Mel. Overwhelming response. Oh, like so the the suggestions that people came up with were all the same. They weren't all just different random things. Yeah. So well, to be fair, ninety percent of people skip the other, but the ten percent of people who did fill it out, they basically oh, all said the same thing. They want you to sing again. No, nobody said that because that wasn't really a segment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, a segment. Well, we kind of – we only added that one in case we had forgotten anything, really. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nothing's popping into mind. Remember our old mate Ian Hay? <gasps> Facts in a haystack. Well, it hasn't really properly gone. No. It's just Ian's really busy. <laughs> that's why we didn't add it to the, the possible choices. Oh, but that's – everyone wants Ian back. Everyone wants Ian back. Nail him down. Yep. I've, I'm a step ahead here. I've already reached out to Ian, so hopefully Ian's coming back. Awesome. In the next couple of weeks because we miss him too. So stats are coming back. Stats, facts, all coming back soon. Uh, the next few questions I'll skip over because they were about Palm. We wanted to get an idea of who's coming and who's not. So we've got a few people coming this year, awesome. which is great. Uh, the Kentucky Tour or the Not Kentucky Tour. Um, same question. We've got a few people keen. What we did ask about the Kentucky Tour was your preferred destination. So, guess if it's happening, and it's going to happen, Mel, guess where we're going? Um, well, I'm still following on from our chat with Tony Park last week. I'm still super keen for South Africa. We're going to South Africa. <laughs> Everybody wants to go to South Africa, so that's where we're going. Awesome. Excellent. If it ever happens. Now, the reason why I've kept you up so late tonight to record on a Tuesday night is because people want to see the pod released on a Wednesday, Mel. They want to get through their week. Well, this doesn't surprise me, to be honest. It was it was always lovely to have it timed smack bang in the middle of the week to break it up between parkrun days. I, I did enjoy a Wednesday release as well. Um, I guess that just means we're going to have to try to work harder to um, be you know, to be honest, and this is a 50-50 split here, organising guests, when we don't think about it until Monday or Tuesday, it's kind of hard to get somebody to come and have a chat to us and then do it in time to have a podcast out by Wednesday. So maybe we're just going to have to start thinking a little bit ahead again and being a bit more um, organised in that respect. I think we can manage. Yeah. Question number whatever it is. We didn't number them, so I don't know. But the next question, oh, oh, question nine. nine, we did. Yeah, yeah number nine. Um, so we asked about the other Parkrun podcasts and there was a nice response. About 70% of you, both, you listen to both With Me Now and Free Weekly Time, which is good. Cool. Um, Stay Frosty Parkrun 
not not getting a lot of love, but um, but some love. That's not surprising. It doesn't have a big marketing machine or a big name. Behind and it's it. it's just a new offering as well. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Marathon Talk. We also asked about Marathon Talk because technically it's they talk parkrun. It's hosted by the uh, global chief operating officer, so kind of counts. But not a lot of love. About thirty-five percent. Okay. Well, that's a third. That's not. That's a third of our listeners also listen to Marathon Talk. That I think that is yeah. quite a lot, actually. Uh, question ten: Where were we coming from here? Apples or mangoes? I would like to know, Scotty, your <laughs> reply: Apple or mango? So this was just um, to split the audience. Are you team Scotty or are you team Mel? Without like being overt and sort of telling everyone which was which. Yep. Um, so team Scotty won <laughs> uh, with apples coming through with a whopping fifty-one percent, um, as opposed to mangoes on forty-nine. Yeah. <laughs> That is pretty, a close. pretty close. Pretty close. Split, isn't it? <laughs> so I guess, what does this tell us about our listeners? Either you are tropical and exotic, or you're just run of the mill and want to keep the doctor away. <laughs> no, or you, you, you're sweet and juicy, and <laughs> like a bit of crunch. <laughs> are you sitting down, Mel? For oh, question eleven. I think I know what's coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Funnily enough, I don't podcast a lot standing up. In fact sure I've ever done it. But yes, I can confirm I'm sitting down. So question 11, we asked the question, who is funnier? Prompted by Tim's uh, analysis that I'm the straight guy and you're the wacky and zany part of Which you podcast. believe is, is mostly because I spend so much time laughing at you that people think that I'm funny because I laugh a lot. <laughs> well, this, the world is a mystery to me, Mel, um, because I'll, I'll tell you, well, the results are, we also put an option in there too hard to call. I'm pleased to report that uh, 49% of you said it was too hard to call. So 50% of you are really nice people <laughs> uh, and we love you um, because you can't choose. You did the right thing. Or you, did, but you didn't want the uh, resultant ego smashing to happen. I want to I talk to the other 50% of the listeners. Okay. What do you want to say to them, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. You find, you know, humour is in the eye of the beholder. Is that is Well, that no, but I understand what you mean. <laughs> so you, you're funnier, Mel, according to our listeners, on 26%. If I want a really deep dive, 26.09%. Versus how funny are you? 25.22. So you beat me by one vote. Well, that was probably my <laughs> mum, so I wouldn't be too concerned. So actually, no, that wouldn't have been my mum because she thinks you're funnier. So I checked in on this like last yeah. week. And I was miles in front of you. We've been funnier. Yeah. Yeah. So the last, like, so since Monday, so since we put that post up reminding people, it's all been you. So you've obviously been hilarious the last couple of episodes. Oh, everyone feels so sorry for me because I've had such a rough <laughs> trot at Parkrun lately. I saw this result a week ago and I was all ready to come on and gloat. I'm thinking, <laughs> yes. I'm not just a straight miserable guy. But then there you go. You beat me by Well, the thing vote. is, I, I wrote the Facebook post reminding people to come along and, and check it out and stuff. And they, they could probably tell by the language that it was mine. And so it might have just been fresh <laughs> in their minds that, oh, yeah, Mel's excited yeah. and positive and happy. We'll, we'll say she's funnier. Maybe. Anyway, it is what it is. I moved on. Um, I do have the names of everybody who voted for you. <laughs> 
And I'm going to be having some very earnest conversations okay. with some people. <laughs> but you know what? I think of, of all the ways to um, <laughs> like to have that go, I think egos should have come off pretty well. Yep. Should we come back next year? Yep. So uh, people want us to come back, which is great. Why would you be listening if you didn't? Um, well, two people. <laughs> two people said not this time. <laughs> so they're obviously just filling in the survey for a free watch and they haven't actually been listening to us, yeah. but they saw the link on Facebook, so they probably forgot to unfollow us. I think yeah. that's Good on you. Oh, that's what I say. Yeah, have your say and good on you. So that's it. The 2018 Parkrun Adventures Pearlstration results are in. And as we've said many times, we will use them to shape how the pod progresses next year. Basically, ED interviews are coming back, and we're going to see a Terrifica, and I'm going to try, and I'm going to try and be funnier. So, well, don't try, Scotty. You, I think you do a good job of the funny. Like, you'll get that one extra person next year. Maybe, maybe. But the, we did, we did have the watch. Thanks to Tom, Tom, no longer a partner of Parker and Australia, but still friends of the Parker and Adventurers podcast. So they've given us a watch, and in all fairness, I've set up a wheel. We Which did, I think and we, we did got, last didn't year. we get the boss to, to call it out last year? We sent him the link to the wheel. and But, you know, I think everybody trusts yep. our integrity now that we can just do it ourselves. So here we go, spinning the wheel. And, okay, the winner is Emma Jackson. Congratulations, and thank you for filling in the pearl of faith, yep. Emma. There we go. The studio audience was back for the drawing of the prize. And we love giving away stuff, so... Do, do we want to keep moving forward with the giveaways and, and try to figure out how um, we can distribute these wonderful books that have been donated? Absolutely. Can you think up of a crazy, wacky, zany way to do it, though? Uh, That's your territory. That's your domain. Well, there was nothing in the Pearl illustration about crazy, wacky territory. See, my crazy, wacky, zany thing is like, you know, just show up to a random park run and have the books and like throw them at random park runners walking past. But that's not going to work because those might not be our listeners. Well, I think we should take a, a page out of all the cheesy game shows, like The Cash Cow. I think that's a thing, The Cash Cow on one of the morning TV shows. I think you ring up and if you if you moo or something, I I'm not sure. Okay, let's, peop- let's get people to send in a selfie challenge let's do selfie challenges um because then the people have to be in the photo and then um but but they have to be doing something maybe with a park dog because center fear is all about people um um the poaching teams the anti-poaching teams that have the dogs that help so maybe we need to get people to um send in selfies with a park dog that's not their own oh mel you always take it that next <laughs> level just just a a, fo- a photo with a dog. Presumably, it's not that difficult. I mean, uh, if you do park run at an event where um, park dogs are not allowed, then you may have to go on a bit of an adventure this week. I think we need to keep this time limited, so they have to do it this weekend. Uh, we did. We did already um, put the call out telling people that if they want to know how to win the books, they have to listen in this week. So <laughs> they've had to listen in a whole hour. <laughs> just here for the book. Sorry, sorry, that last hour and a bit. <laughs> so, and you think I'm making it too difficult. You just think it needs to be a park dog. Yep, a park dog. The wacky and zany photo will be the winner. It'll be judged by us. So it's not just, it's not just, you just have to submit a photo. It has to be wacky and zany. All right. And so we're happy for them to do this on Instagram or Twitter. And um, yep. we need to create a hashtag that is um, 
Or maybe maybe they need to do center fear as one of the hashtags. Or maybe they need to do two hashtags. I don't know. How does this work, Scotty? Because we're going to explain all the things without missing it. And then from all the people that send the stuff in, we're not going to judge. We're just going to use those names to do another wheel decide, won't we? No, that's what I'm saying. We have to we're, – we're the judges. So the wackier and the zanier you are, the better the chance you have of winning a book. If you just send us a photo of you standing next to a dog, unless we have less than six entries, you're not going to win a book. I'm a bit concerned about we, – we've got some pretty wacky and zany adventurers and, uh, you know, we don't want to put any dogs at risk. Well, um, no, if, if the dog looks in distress, you're not going to win a book. <laughs> And if we get that's automatic that, disqualification, and we may have to <laughs> yeah. report you to the RSPCA. So yeah, just just tag us on the socials, all the socials: Instagram, the Twitters, the Facebooks, emails, link, LinkedIn. If you want to make sure that we um we definitely don't miss you, just just email it to as well to parkrunadventures at gmail dot com. That's how you. That's how you're going to win a book. Sent to fear. First ones. I mean, you can't even buy the damn book, and we're giving it away. It's I to be honest. Um, I thought, oh, I wonder how easily I could read one of these without like creasing the spine or the pages. You know, have you ever done that with a with a book? Is just sort of read it without opening no. the pages properly. Oh, okay, <laughs> because I do have a copy coming, but I could just potentially post it as one of the copies instead. But I'm not going to. I did skim through to find the um the references to Parkrun and I was very excited. I can tell you all chapter five. Chapter five. Hey, so no launches again this week, which is okay because we have got anniversaries galore. Where are they, Scotty? New South Wales leads us off with anniversaries at Cronulla, Foster and Kamei. Kamei or Kamei? Kamei. Okay, cool. And then we've got three, no, four to follow in Queensland, alphabetically, of course. We've got Miles, Minipi, North Harbour and Sandgate. And standing out like a shining light amongst all these is Sunbury from the greatest state in Victoria. <laughs> Followed by another one from Queensland, just for good measure, Surfers Paradise. The beaches in New South Wales will be there next year. And WA getting a look in with your king. Busy weekend. Hey, Mel, I'm going to one of those. I'm going to, well, I'll find out how to say it. Kamei or Kamei? What did I say? You said Kamei the first time. Kamei. And you think it's Kamei. Yeah. You know, I think you're right. When you say it, it sounds, that sounds <laughs> more right. That sounds more park run than park run. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, hey, so, Scotty, we, we've got to do top three something or other. I think this is easy this week. Let's just go back into the running challenges and just give us the three things that you look for or the three things that you like about the running challenges, like your favourite. Our top three stats. Yeah, so when you look at it, like do you go straight to the P index or do you go straight to see how you're travelling on the cow club or what do you, what do you go for? What's your go-to stat? Okay, so I'm, I'm going – so I'm literally going to my stats so I can tell you. Um, it's loading the geodata as we speak. This is all live and happening. Hey, did you know I'm on 148 runs? I'm only two away from my arbitrary milestone of 150. Do you know I'm on 99 volunteer rolls? I'm only one away from an arbitrary 100 milestone. When are you volunteering your 100th? Uh, it'll be on Sunday at Juniors. Oh, Actually, no, I won't. I, I just dropped off the roster 
So I'll have to wait another week. So next week. Are you volunteering next week? Oh, but you will be at Juniors. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you guys are listening and you're going to be there, make a big deal out of it because even yeah. though that's our Get a banner. Story, yeah, get a banner. Make make Scotty run through one of those big paper things that he has to break when he, Absolutely. Up, he run directs. <laughs> yep. you know, go large. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Um, Pack of donuts. <laughs> okay, uh, but we digress. The, well, what do I usually look for? Um, well, it, it's probably not not correct to say that I usually check to see whether or not they've um, fixed the Compass Club yet. We've had that discussion. What do I look for? The top three things. Well, you uh, think about it, Mel. Should I give you mine? Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the um, way you phrased it, the top three things that I look for. Like I don't. Yeah. I'm going to take my have my own take on it, but you go. Okay, well, I'm focused on stopwatch bingo at the moment because I'm just too off. Need two times. I, I need to be really a bit more focused on park run day about it. But it's I think there's something nice about the surprise that like one more number has disappeared off stopwatch bingo without me trying is my is my aim there. I you're only two off. Well, I may not be as funny as you, but I am further ahead on the stopwatch bingo. Yeah, I'm, I need um, 30 and 48. Interesting. To get that badge. I'm also a fan of the longest tourism streak. Mine currently sits at 12. So that's a real effort you've got to get to. Longest tourism streak? What am I up to for that? Oh, I'm at 15. Well, you got me there. Mm. My um, longest PB streak, I bet it's not as good as yours. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. So, my, well, there you go. Mine's two. Oh, mine's two as well. <laughs> yeah. We match. Good old Rematch. PBs. And yep. what's your third one? Sorry, I interrupted well, you. No, no, and I'm always looking at my Nindy to make sure that uh, that's front of mind. And it's currently Wilson Botanic, which it has been for a while now. Which is how far away from you? 36 kilometres away from me. Have you had time to think about yours? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so I'm going to do it differently. I'm not going to go like what. So if I use a Chrome extension, like if I'm checking in, basically I do just scroll down to see like my overall view of everything to see how far away I am from all the stuff. Um, the Wilson Index, I don't need to keep an eye on so much because I, I'm aware I've, I've made a little list of the ones that I'm missing. And so I know if I'm going to an event that has any of those numbers, um, which I haven't been lately because all the events that I've been visiting are sort of quite established. Um, so basically I'm going to make it be the, the top three that I think are like the funnest, most interesting ones. Um, so I keep an eye on my tourist quotient, which uh, you know, obviously, the higher that is, the the more you've been travelling around. The uh, total distance travelled for me is bittersweet because it should be over a hundred thousand now, but it isn't because of my cancellation in Tasmania. So, because that I, I travelled all that way, but it doesn't get added because I didn't run the event. Um, Why do you bring that up again? Now? Oh well, you know, it it takes time for people to move past traumatic experiences. Um, but I do like, and this is, I think this is only new, the furthest travelled. So that's um, that's something else that I like to keep on. So that, those would be my top three. 
Now, two weeks ago, when we first introduced our top three, we had the top three things on a to-do list that we think all parkrunners should do. And we did ask people to send us in their to-do lists. And we got one from Bruce Purdy last week, but it uh, arrived either before, either after we'd already recorded or we didn't see it until after we recorded. So we didn't use it in the podcast. We do want to share Bruce's list. However, we're going to wait to do that next three next week because we want to know what your top three Chrome extension stats are uh, and why. So send those in as well and we will do a wrap-up of all of them next week. Great idea, Mel. In the interest of keeping this short and sweet for episode 139, we've almost broken our record. Maybe. Not quite. Our Christmas episode last year was quite long. Are you getting excited about Christmas, Scotty? Did, look, I, I, I haven't brought this up and it's not in the run sheet. Did you know Vanessa um, Gibson has done a podcast called Christmas Podding? Have you listened? I haven't. I've downloaded it ready to listen and I'm so excited. <laughs> like, so she went early. About this. Like, I, I love Christmas. You know, the people that start moaning and bitching about Christmas, I don't get that. It's a happy time of year. Might have gone a bit early. In mid-November with the Christmas No, no. See, in the Gibson household, I'm pretty sure the Christmas tree goes up in September. (laughs) It does. It does. If anything, this podcast is late to the party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, well, I haven't listened to it. It's on my radar. So, let's listen to it next week and give a, a, a critique review. Yes, so that's Vanessa Gibson, who will be celebrating the anniversary of Sandgate Park Run this weekend as co ED there with her husband, Dean. Great. There's a challenge for our listeners too. Check it out. What's it called? Give me a reminder again. Christmas potting. Christmas potting. Yeah, so it's like a play on words, which I think is very clever. I love it when people do puns like that. That's episode 139 of the Parkrun Adventurers. Come back next week on a Wednesday when we'll have episode 140.